the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. It's the seven test of retirement readiness. We have a CFP, Chad Burton, and myself. Chad's going to be running the event. Going to go over super important content to see if you're ready for retirement. Taxes, insurance, investments, withdrawdown, happiness, drawdown scenarios. Um, it's all really good, solid professional content. If you're 55 and older, roughly there, uh, $500,000 or more in investable assets, you really need to have some solid strategies in retirement. This is a good chance to get caught up with CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up at chadburton.com. It's chadburton.com. Again, it's October 28th, 10 to noon, or sign up at my website, Rob Black Show. Chad, let's talk um, retirement income. There's a couple pieces to it. It could be dividends. It could be social security. It could be cash, uh, multiple, multiple options. Um, can't just pick a withdrawal amount and rebalance your portfolio every year. Or can you? Uh, maybe later in life, it's a little bit okay. easier, but um, it, there, there's really different phases. Phases, and, okay. Yep. And, and so you've got some people that are lucky enough to retire early. I mean, we know that retirement is a bit of an epidemic in America where there's a huge percentage of people that don't that have less than 10,000 saved for retirement. But let's say we're, we're talking about those with wealth that are um, ready to pull the trigger and say, okay, I'm going to ride off into the sunset. I'm going to retire or maybe go do something else even. There's different phases. So the taxes, the, the healthcare costs, everything, it, it, there, there's different phases in life. So let's say you retire when you're 60 years old. Well, most of the time, if you're able to retire that early, it's because you've saved up a lot of other assets and you don't have any kind of a government plan. So you're paying for your own health insurance between retirement age and age 65 when you get on Medicare. Okay. Okay. Now, even after that, you're still paying money. You pay for Medicare Part B, your supplemental insurance and things like that. But until then, you're going to pay for your medical insurance on your own. And it's usually you you retire, you're on COBRA for a little bit, but then you quickly realize that that's expensive. So you're going to switch over to one of the California plans that covered California, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it. Um, and what's interesting about that approach is that if you don't have a lot of other automatic income sources, like your Social Security hasn't kicked in yet, Maybe your pension, if you if you happen to have one, because most people don't, maybe it doesn't kick in until you're 65. Um, so even though you might have a lot of assets saved up, the only thing hitting your tax return is the interest from your bank accounts, the interest from maybe your tax-free bonds in your non-retirement account, and the dividends in your uh, from your stocks in your non-retirement accounts. So even though you might have a couple million bucks on on your balance sheet, when you just look at your tax return and you look at what's called your modified adjusted gross income, which is all of your income, including your tax-free bonds, maybe you look poor. Maybe your income isn't that high, right? Even though you have a lot of cash in the bank that you could spend, 
mm-hmm. your income for your tax return isn't that high. So you can qualify for premium tax credits to basically pay for a good portion, if not all of that Affordable Care Act health insurance premium. So it's a really weird strategy that has, you know, we've had to initiate here where, where you're, you're okay. Let's, let's see how do we make it so that your income on paper looks low and you can save a ton of money, you know, 14 to 20 grand a year in some cases on health insurance premiums for you and your spouse. And maybe you have kids in college, something like that. So there is that retirement date to age 65. Once you're on 65, you're on Medicare. And when that happens, you don't have to necessarily look so poor on paper when it comes to your tax return. And so you can change your income strategy once you're on Medicare. And then the next phase is when do you take Social Security? You know, a lot of people are waiting until age 70 to take Social Security because there's from your full retirement age, which is if you're born 1960 or after, it's 67. So if you hold off on taking your Social Security until 70, it's a really good rate of return on your money if you're going to live into your 80s. So then we have this other income planning phase from Medicare age of 65 to when you take Social Security at 70. And then there's another strategy that kicks in between 70 when you're taking Social Security and then 73. That's when you have to start taking money out of your IRAs and 401ks and 403bs where your income, your taxable income is going to jump again. And so um, it's no easy task in retirement, Rob, between dealing with health insurance, then Medicare, then supplemental insurance. Like right now, it's open enrollment for people that are trying to change their Medicare coverage. Right. Um, and and then the tax it from Social Security for most people that can afford to retire in the Bay Area, 85% of their Social Security is taxable income. And then at age 73, when you have to start taking money out of your IRAs and 401ks and your taxable income goes up again. And so where you're pulling your money from changes during those different phases. And then the IRA to Roth conversion strategies that get kicked in. Quick question. You could give quick answer would be lovely. What do you think about covered California? Because five years ago, 10 years ago, I didn't need it, but now I'm getting older and I may leave the workforce and I may need it. I may not. So my opinions are changing as I move closer to the possibilities. What are your thoughts? Well, I guess it's two thoughts. In in a sense, strategies around getting it paid for from mm-hmm. early retirement to age 65, it yep. looks great, right? You can save a lot of money if you do things the right way. Okay. The other side of it that I've seen is that, you know, health insurance companies kind of pulled out of various states when it comes to picking your own individual coverage and you're stuck with those plans. So some good, some bad, Rob. It's it's tough to get into it, you know, without going a little bit political on it. But uh, I know, I know. That's what I was trying. I, I, I think trying everybody to... needs health insurance. I think it's a, yeah. a human right to have health insurance. Well, good to know. And again, I just think it's a floating opera as you get closer to it. You see the importance of it or the possibilities for planners and making good decisions. So let's talk about taxes. They seem very low right now for retirees. Do you expect that to change? I do. And it's interesting because, you know, this August started the 30th year in the business. You and I have been doing this together for 24 years now. And this is the lowest tax bracket for retirees in that entire period of time. Okay. And it's the highest amount of money that you can pass to your heirs without a federal estate tax. Yet, even Jerome Powell, when they're talking about raising interest rates, is talking about the growth of the U.S. debt is not sustainable um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. It's like something like one in three dollars is for Medicare, you know, dealing with costs of diabetes and other issues. It has to do with what 
is allowed in the, the human diet in the United States. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of issues there that are showing that for people that are working, they're going to be paying more into social security. They're going to be, you know, tackets are likely tax brackets are likely going to have to go back up to where they were prior to 2017. And so, yes, there's a lot of things that you should be taking advantage of right now. The current tax act that was passed in 2017 is set to expire in 2026 unless Congress acts to change it again. And we all know how well that's going right now, right? It's not going too well right now, Chad. <laughs> it's a little bit of yeah. a mess up. And I know you do yes. that. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, December 7th for a live webinar you can watch from home. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to better gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness Webinar, Thursday, December 7th, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Can't make it to the live webinar? Register to receive an on-demand recording after the webinar concludes. Go to robblackshow.com. Chad, let's talk about that five-year treasury real quick. Um, During the commercial, I think it's fair sharing what we talk about during the commercial. You said you're doing some CD laddering. You said you're taking advantage of it. That's what a good CFP should do, take advantage of market conditions. What exactly are you doing? But not CD laddering necessarily. I don't think there's a lot of point in doing CDs right now because you can do FDIC insured high yielding money markets that are out there at 5% or more that are totally liquid. So there's not really a lot of reason to tie up money in a CD right now. So where I think you take advantage of it, if you need safe money, and this can work in an IRA account too, Rob, um, where you can do, if you're, if you're trying to keep really, really safe money, that's typically T-bills and T-notes, where through a brokerage account, and even in an IRA at Schwab or Fidelity, for example, you can do a 1 to 24-month laddered treasury portfolio, where with a combination of T-bills and T-notes on the secondary market, you can have uh, you know, 1 24th of your account maturing every month for you to be able to spend but you have, you know, notes starting at something that matures in a month, something that matures two years down the road. So that's really good for shorter term liquid money that you really need. You can get north of 5% right now. And to lock in some of the the longer rates right now, which is, you know, these are rates that we have not seen <clears throat> since 2006. And so um, I, I do like corporates a little bit better than, than munis right now. So like, for example, recently, one of the things a, a client wanted to add more money and they have a taxable account and an IRA account. So inside the IRA, we sold off some of the large cap equities and did a one to 10 year corporate bond ladder where you do high quality corporate bonds and you've got a bond maturing every single year for 10 years. So you got some shorter term and some longer term bonds. Um, and, uh, then when they added the money to their taxable account, we just bought the large cap stocks back, which is a little bit more tax efficient because corporate bonds to me are really attractive right now on the one to 10 year high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want that in a retirement to do some asset location maneuvering. Um, it, but it, it, it's very attractive. And we do have to remember though, that the, the yield curve still is slightly inverted right now. Two year treasuries are paying a bit more than 10 year treasuries. 
Um, and so there is still inflationary issues. And but that's why you kind of want a little bit of all the bonds right now. If you only do two year bonds, there could be some major reinvestment rate risk where you buy two year bonds at five percent. But in two years, once they mature, the Federal Reserve has had to go reverse course, drop interest rates way back down to re-stimulate the economy and get it about get us out of a recession. And then all of a sudden you're reinvesting at a much lower rate where you're going to be like, I wish I would have bought some 10 years. Um, so you kind of want to spread out along what's called the curve. And the curve is just short-term maturities versus long-term maturities. Where are you on the curve? And you want a little bit of everything right now. Uh, reinvestment risk. That's a, probably a new one for a lot of people out there. There's the political risk. There's dollar risk. There's uh, political event risk. There's a lot of risk, right? So um, inflation risk, deflation risks. So well, there's just a lot of competition for stocks right now, too. And you've got treasuries paying 5%. <laughs> I hear you. It's good so, time to create that balanced portfolio. People have been sitting around on cash, lock in some bond rates and average the rest of the cash into the stock portfolio. That'll help you kind of be comfortable putting cash to work by putting it over a period of like, say, four to six months. But I definitely lock in on some of these bond rates right now. One analyst said last year that this is definitely not going to be the same next 15 years that it was the last 15 years. So I hope people are ready for the higher interest rate environment. Because it's not as easy as you just uh, alluded to there. Let's talk um, 401k rollers. Is it always better to roll to an IRA? Simple question. Oh, not not when you're working. So, okay. it, so right now, what what this is addressing is first of all, if you're working with an advisor and their fiduciary, they should be saying, okay, let's look at your new 401k. So you've got a, a bunch of money in an old 401k. You switch jobs. You got a new 401k. And 401k companies are supposed to send you an annual fee disclosure so you can see what are all the fees inside of my new 401k. And if it's a Fidelity or a Vanguard 401k, maybe the fees are actually really, really low. And it's a good uh, opportunity to put the money from your old 401k, roll it directly into the new 401k if the employer allows it. And most most do. Um the In the past, it always used to be, oh, no, roll it into an IRA and have complete control over it. But it depends on your situation. So where it could be bad for a person to roll from a 401k into an IRA is if you're still working and you're a high income earner that is not eligible to fund a Roth IRA. Okay. So let's say you're a high income earner and in the new 401k, you're maxing out the pre-tax deferral option. You're maxing out any what we call mega Roth option where you can put after-tax dollars in and have it convert to a Roth. So there's there's a ton of money, 30000 or more if you're over 50, that you can actually get into some 401k plans, Rob. But let's say you're you know mid-50s, your, your kids are out of college, finally you have extra money and you're trying to catch up and save for retirement. So you're maxing out that 401k and you're looking for places outside of your retirement account to put money, then you could do a backdoor Roth IRA. But if you have an IRA, if you took that old 401k and rolled it to a, an IRA, you might not be eligible to do that without a tax hit every year. All right. So that is probably a smaller percentage of the U.S. population that can afford to max out the 401k and do something that you have to consider as part of that decision making process. Do I roll my 401k over to an IRA? Another time, before we go on when it's, you know, what's it's good to do it to an IRA. The other time that you really have to be careful um, 
rolling from a 401k to an IRA is for those few people that can afford to retire before age 59 and a half. So 59 and a half is that age where you can pull money from an IRA without any 10% penalty. In a 401k plan, a lot of the plans, if you're over uh, 50, 55, um, you can retire. And as long as you're separated from service, you can actually pull money from the 401k a little earlier uh, if you're under 59 and a half. So that's also a careful consideration. If you're retiring early, you might need to wait, leave the money in the 401k, draw on it for a few years there, and then roll it over when you're 59 and a half. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Chad, let's talk um, some more 401k strategies. Because I, you and I have been doing this for 25 years, roughly. And I still say the number one way to get wealthy is to put money in your 401k every two weeks in good markets and bad markets to start with 5% of that's all you could afford and get to 15% to do the catch ups that you get when you get of a certain age, i.e. gray hairs. Um, let's talk about rolling over a 401k. What's the process? You work for a company, you leave a company, you work for a company, you retire. Uh, what are the scenarios? What do you, what does 401k rollover mean? Well, I mean, first to start, I mean, both the SEC and the Department of Labor have, you know, attempted to create clarification and laws to stop this phenomenon of people being talked into rolling over their 401ks into high fee products like variable annuities. Right. I mean, and part of it is, you know, as we've talked about before, about 99% of annuities are garbage. Um, they have these income for life guarantees, but they have fees inside of them that are approaching three and a half percent or so. So retirees are already underprepared for retirement. And then they're getting talked into people that call themselves advisors, but they're really salespeople, um, that have a really good pitch and they, people roll their 401ks into products that are charging them, you know, three, three and a half percent a year. So you have to have this careful consideration of, of, that situation where if you're taking a new job on really analyzing, is it better to go into the new company 401k plan instead of an IRA? But let's talk about rolling over to an IRA once you retire. If we're, going to, we're taking this from the approach of, of retiring, um, most of the time it's going to be better for a person to roll their 401k to an IRA, especially if you've, you know, you get to that point of retirement, you have several old 401ks and a couple of different IRAs you're likely going to be better off and more organized if you roll all of those old plans into one IRA, right? And have control over all of the investments that you have. I mean, you, you do need to look at what are the fees inside the 401ks that you have. Sometimes they're really good and cheap and sometimes they're really bad. Um, so you've got to look at the fees. If you're still working, you got to look at whether or not you're doing the backdoor Roth IRA. And again, like I talked about before, a lot of times if you're retiring early before age 59 and a half, sometimes it's better to leave it in the 401k because 401ks allow you to have earlier access to your money once you've retired fully from that company before age 59 and a half. So sometimes if you're retiring at 55, it's better to leave the 401k there, draw on it till you're 59 and a half and then roll it over to an IRA. Okay. But let's say a person does want to roll over to an IRA from their 401k. What is the process to do that? We get that question quite a bit. So the first thing you have to do is say, where do you want your IRA to be held? Uh, when, when we manage money at EP Wealth, we use Schwab and Fidelity as custodians. It doesn't matter to me which, which one you like. 
we're, it's your accounts. We're just authorized to trade on it on your behalf. So let's say you want to open a, an account at Schwab or Fidelity or, or any of the brokerage firms. So you pick out where you want your IRA to be held. And in some cases, you got to look in your 401k plan. Is there any Roth 401k money inside your 401k plan? If that's the case, you're actually going to need to open up two accounts. You're going to need to open up an IRA account and a Roth IRA account to so that's step number one is open the account where you want it to be managed. Once you have the account number in hand, then you typically just go online with your 401k, you log in, and most 401k plans have an online process to roll over your money from the 401k to the IRA. And as long as you do it correctly, there's no tax withholding um, and it's a totally tax-free process. Sometimes you're going to have to call to process the rollover, Rob, because some some 401k plans don't have that all online capability. Um, and so one of the things that you might want to note is that if you have, like, for example, a Fidelity 401k, it's really easy if you have a Fidelity IRA, because that all happens online where you call, you process the rollover. And, and here's what happens. So when you call in or you log in to process the rollover, they that day or the next day, they liquidate all of the assets and then they process a check. Okay. And the check is made out to your IRA. So the check is going to be mailed to your house. Once you receive the check in your hand, you don't have to endorse it or anything because it's made out to your IRA. And then you just need to mail it in, or in some cases you can do a mobile deposit to your IRA account at where you opened your IRA. And so um, that's typically the steps that you need to take in order to do it. So does that all make sense so far? Yeah. Now, when we typically process or help people process a 401k to IRA rollover, um, a lot of times we're on the phone with the client and the custodian, let's say it's Fidelity or Vanguard or wherever. I typically ask to make sure that they do the, send the check overnight, right? Otherwise you're going to st- going to be completely out of the market. And then sometimes it takes them five or six days or more to get the check to you. And then you're out of the market for that entire period of time. And I also don't like to trust the regular, you know, I don't want a large check in the regular mail either, right? Floating around out there because I've seen them lost. Where if you're having the check sent to you by UPS or FedEx with a tracking number, you're going to get the check quicker. You're going to be able to deposit it quicker and you're going to be able to, you know, track where the envelope is. Is that going to cost you 25 bucks or so? Yeah, it is, but I think it's totally worth it, right? So that's that's one thing that I would talk about here. You know, I once then, had a, you'll like the story. It's a quick one. The IRS once owed me $100,000 because I overpaid my 100000 And they just didn't even write a check. They're like, we don't do checks in the mail like that. I found that interesting. Like, you could have told me that, <laughs> you know? They sent me the letter that they owed <laughs> me the money. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard of that. But uh, <laughs> in terms of sending you, Hey, we owe you some money, Rob, but they wouldn't um, even, I got nice interest on it, which is nice, but they wouldn't send it in the mail. That's just, to me is like, why not? And you just gave me the answer. Right. And the IRS doesn't call you too. So that's a huge scam that goes on as people think they're getting a call from the IRS. They do not call you. They only write letters. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Back to the yeah, and there's some, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's talk about some of the nuances here. Sure. And so typically why I always call with the client on the phone rather than process these things online 
Uh-huh. So processing online, that's maybe if you want to do it yourself, right? The reason why I call is because there's a couple of questions that we always ask. Um, you know, how much money is in the pre-tax 401k? Is there any money in the Roth 401k? Because that means that we'll need to open a Roth IRA to receive those rollover funds. And also, is there any after-tax money sitting in your 401k? And so if you've had a 401k for a long period of time, the the rules of being able to put in pre-tax and after-tax money have changed throughout the years. And so oftentimes I'll see a plan where there's five or $10,000 of after-tax money sitting in the 401k account in a different bucket. It's invested, but it's in a different accounting bucket. And it's very important that you want to process an IRA, a 401k pre-tax to Roth conversion inside of the plan before you roll the money over. It just simplifies everything. And so most of the time these days when we're doing rollovers, we are seeing pre-tax money and Roth money. And again, that means that person's going to receive two checks. One check's going to need to be deposited into your IRA and the other check's going to need to be deposited into your Roth IRA. The other question that we always want to find out when somebody's got a 401k is, do you have any company stock in your 401k plan? So let's say, for example, you've worked at Lockheed Martin for years and you received company stock as part of your match inside your 401k plan. There is a really special tax treatment called net unrealized appreciation, Rob. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit complicated, but if that person has a bunch of let's say Lockheed Martin stock. And let's say there, and believe it or not, there's a cost basis on the stock. You know, what was the value when the employer gave it to you? Um, You can choose to do two things in that 401k. You could have all of your pre-tax money rolled into an IRA, but then you could take all of that company stock and put it in a normal non-retirement brokerage account at say Schwab or Fidelity, where those shares transfer into that non-retirement account, that brokerage account that you have 100% access to anytime you want. And you're taxed on the original cost basis of those shares at that time. But then you can choose to sell the rest of the shares later on. And the gain qualifies for capital gains taxes, which for a lot of people can be much lower than the ordinary income tax bracket. And so then you could really get into some detailed tax planning when you have that type of a situation. So it's really important to explore that if you have a 401k with company stock. In it. This interview featured on the Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. Have we finished 401ks or should we move on to advisors? What are your thoughts? I think it comes into play. I mean, you, what's interesting is you're totally off topic is you, you mentioned the idea of business owners, right? Yep. And you and I have personally gone through this where you're growing a business. So your net worth, you know, on paper could start to become larger, but your liquidity is lower, right? You're just shoving every single extra dollar you have back into the business because it's the fastest growing thing that's out there. But then as you get a little bit later in life, you you start to think about diversification, even out of your own business, liquidity, exit strategies. Um, how do you get to the point where you're either having your business run itself without you and kicking off profit, or you're going to say, how do I sell this business either internally to employees or outside over time and all of the tax issues that come along with that. And that's also a lot of where CFPs can assist in help create the team of what does the plan look like? What are the tax issues with the CPA? What are the legal issues with the attorney? Uh, what does the estate plan look like before and after? It, it all comes into play as part of financial planning. So moving forward with that concept, um, wealth advisors like yourself, you have an account minimum. What if everything is in a 401k, employer 401k, 
but people need your help. They, they've, they've got that nest egg of four hundred one k. But it's it's not got the greatest options. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's got great options, not dynamic great options. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that that's common, especially on the business owner side, where you're either you're, most of your net worth is tied up into the business. Um, and then the 401k that you've been adding to, cause you created one for your employees. So in a situation like that, a lot of times, you know, we have a full retirement plan division that can come in and, and take over that, the management of that retirement plan and, you know, have it with a fidelity or, or whatever it may be, whatever's the right choice in that situation. Um, a lot of times if, if you're not the business owner, you don't have any control of that. Most of the large companies are are now having their 401k with, say, Fidelity, or they have a 401k where the 401k offers a what's called a brokerage link, Rob. And this, this sounds a little bit confusing, but essentially, when you log into your 401k, you have all of these normal investment options, right? There's usually 10 to 50 different fund choices inside the 401k plan. Um a lot of retirement strategy funds and mm-hmm. things like that. But what we see as people get older, a lot of times the bond fund choices or the retirement strategy choices don't really work. I, I like the 2060 funds for younger people, right? But if you're getting closer to retirement, those retirement strategy funds, they they kind of aren't good enough and uh, with the extra fees inside. It's just kind of, mm-hmm. I, I don't like them for like a 60 year old, right? I hear you. So, you go to get some financial help, but they're, the, most wealth advisors like us have a half a million dollar account minimum. And so if all your money is in a 401k plan, if that 401k plan option offers a brokerage link account, it's like a, a, another choice inside the 401k plan where you can move money from the normal fi- fund lineup into a brokerage link account at Fidelity or Schwab. And that's the account that we can tie to and manage for the person in uh, the, you know, stock bond mutual fund choices that, that we typically use. Um, and so that's a way to often meet the account minimum with, with leaving the money in the 401k plan. Which is interesting because I don't think most people, they kind of sit on it like a bird sitting on its, its eggs. Um, mm-hmm. and being dynamic with it is kind of like not jumping off the cliff, but it's taking an uncomfortable step that we're not used to. Can you yeah. roll directly? But- oh, go ahead. Well, I think the other thing too is, is that you also get 10 years out from retirement and you might be very aggressive in the current 401k choices and you might want to still maintain that in equity, but then you might need to shift where your contributions are going so that by the time you get to retirement in 10 years, you've got the balanced portfolio finally, right? So you got to make the decision, where are you at in life? Is it time to reduce equity positions and take advantage of the higher bond rates? Or do you know what, you know, the stock market works really well over long periods of time. I'm going to keep this aggressive allocation and I'm going to start contributing to more conservative assets, or maybe it's somewhere in between, right? Maybe you're hundred percent equities. Well, let's rebalance to like an 80, 20 and start adding to a more conservative position. So by the time you get to retirement, you're more of a 60, 40 stock versus bond situation. So it's that, you know, you call that 10 years from retirement, kind of that red zone. I can't remember which insurance company kind of dubbed that. But uh, it is, it's definitely a real thing because I want a portfolio to look like you want it to look the day you retire. I want it to look like that five years from retirement so that you can you know, focus on, on that transition rather than be worried about your money. Yeah. Um, and one thing too, I will point out, Rob, is that if you're trying to get that financial help, a lot of 401k plans when you're over 59 and a half allow what's called an in-service rollover. And there's a lot of careful considerations, the backdoor Roth IRA that we talked about before. 
you can still be working and roll some of your money from your 401k to an IRA so that you can have it managed more appropriately for you outside of the 401k choices. So that is an option as well. Interesting stuff because I'm that red zone kind of guy in theory and my 401k, I'm a little disappointed. They got small caps, mid caps that aren't performing and international. And that brings in the question, should I get someone else involved? Because I've been doing what's typically conservatively correct. Um, but that's a good question for Chad. Ask him. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, December 7th for a live webinar you can watch from home. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to better gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness webinar, Thursday, December 7th, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Can't make it to the live webinar? Register to receive an on-demand recording after the webinar concludes. Go to robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.